Happy Tuesday, everyone. Karen Fontenot here welcoming you to another episode of Genesis on Tuesday, where we study the great first book of the Bible, the book of beginnings, Genesis, where we find every doctrine of scripture included in this book, along with God's great plan of redemption for us in and through Jesus Christ. Now, let's get right into the content. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your word today, and we pray, open our eyes, O Lord, that we may behold great and wondrous things out of thy law. In Jesus' name, amen. We are continuing in day six, and we ended last week at the end of verse 25, where God had uh, completed his creation and making of the animals, which, as he said, consisted of living creatures. It consisted of cattle, creeping things, beasts of the earth. And he went about and he made them. And as we said last week, we talked about how uh, we talked about the preparation of something. So here God has prepared the earth with, as we mentioned, the pristine living conditions. Uh, Well, for whom? For what or for whom? And we likened it to the... um, Uh, expectant woman and her husband who are having a baby and they've got nine, give or take, but they've got nine or so months to uh, get everything ready. And as we said last week, you know, from the smallest thing to the largest thing, uh, you know, from 
uh, toys, just a little rattle toy, to uh, even a new car or a new house that you're going to buy because you need the room. Well, who is all of it for? Well, it's for your baby. It is for your child. And so we come to the point now where God is about to make what he calls man. In Psalm 8, there is a record of a certain angel who asked a question of the Most High God. I would like to read Psalm 8 briefly in the words of a certain angel who poses this question to the Almighty. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. Verse 3, When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? For you, for thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and has crowned him with glory and honor. Verse 6. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field. That's interesting that he'd say beasts of the field, whereas in Genesis, all we ever see him talk about is beasts of the earth. But we'll talk about that later. Verse 8, the fowl of the air and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth through the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. So, there is a question that arises, and the scripture also tells us that the angels of God were present at the creation and at the creation of man. It says the sons of God, you know, the angels shouted for joy. And one dares to ask, who is or what is man? And that word man there is actually translated Adam. That is correct. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam is not just a name that God decided to name the man. In other words, he didn't create man and decide, uh, well, there's a lot of names. I could name him, uh, let's see, Billy or James, uh, Shepherd, whatever. 
But no, he, he didn't just, dis Adam is not just the name that he decided to give him. No, no, no. Adom is what man means. Man, i.e. human, means Adom. So God called him what he is. That is how God works. The angel said to Mary, in the Gospel of Matthew, the angel proclaimed to her that she would bring forth a son and she would call his name Jesus. Why? Because he shall save his people from their sins. He says, you're going to call him Yeshua or in the Hebrew or the Greek, it's Joshua. Yeshua, which means salvation, or it means Jehovah is salvation. So she says, you're going to call his name Jehovah is salvation or Yeshua. Why? For he shall save his people from their sins. God calls something what it is. It's not, it's never just a name you know, because he thinks, because he likes the way it sounds. No, God calls things what they are. And a dome is what a man is. And we are going to dwell and we're going to look at that today. And we're going to see exactly what and who a dome is. Or Adam is, and that's going to tell us precisely who we are. Amen. I made reference last time to the Hebrew alphabet or the Hebrew Aleph Bait, and I would like to just say again, and it is worth repeating listen, I strongly encourage everyone listening to study the Hebrew alphabet. And I will just tell you who I learned a great deal of it from. There is a rabbi who is um, on YouTube. Uh, his name is Mordecai Kraft. Rabbi Mordecai Kraft, K-R-A-F-T. And uh, he's a wonderful rabbi who will take you all through the Hebrew alphabet and just show you it's the building blocks of God's uh, of creation. Because, you know, after all, when God created, now we have established that God created the worlds. He created everything with his words. Well, let's just look, look. Take that back a little bit. What are God's words? They're made up of letters. The words that we speak, they are made up of letters. In the English language, you know, we have our English alphabet is comprised of 26 letters. And every English word that we speak is going to contain one or a combination of those 26 letters. Well, the he, the, it's likewise for the Hebrew, Aleph Bet, 
And every word that God spoke in creation, each of the ten utterances, we talked about that, they all and each are comprised of the letters of the alphabet. And all of them mean something. Now, just to recap a bit, as we said last week, every letter of the Hebrew alphabet, each letter has an image. It's three part. Each letter has an image, a corresponding number, and a pronunciation or a sound. Again, every Hebrew letter, there are 22 of them, but each one has a picture or a symbol, a corresponding number, and a sound or the pronunciation. And the letters thereof, at least the uh, the picture part, like in our language, we have A in, in print. We have capital A, small a, A in cursive, and so forth. Well, it's the same in the alphabet. You know, they have um, the, there's the paleo, Alephbate, which is really the ancient Hebrew, and that's those are going to be the Paleo Alephbate is um, the Paleo is the one that is going to show you the most primitive uh, pictures. For example, the the first letter, the Aleph, is it the Paleo Aleph looks just like an ox. It looks exactly like an ox, which, but the more modern, it's not going to look like that. But the paleo can help you along to help you see the images, uh, to get the idea of really what God is, was talking about. And it is interesting on that note, as we talked last week about the uh, ox or cattle, or the ox being like the head of the cattle. Well, and again, the Aleph is the first letter of the Alephbet with the numerical value of one. And that one and the Aleph also means God. Any, any letter beginning with Aleph, it has something to do with God. Anything that God is about or in will have Aleph, the Aleph, in it. So the Aleph is one, just like God is one. The picture of Aleph is an ox, which is the ox is the head of the cattle. <laughs> it you see it's well, my goodness, at we're and we're just scratching the not even the surface, but we're just barely scratching the outer, outer, outer limits of the wonderful wisdom of God. But God is, uh, oh my goodness. Um, well, there's the scripture says there is no searching his understanding. And indeed, there is not. Let's say something else about the Hebrew alphabet and to help you understand that more, and then we're going to talk about the man. The best way to understand what the Hebrew alphabet is, 
is to say it this way. It can be compared more than any other language. The Hebrew language is closely related to or compared to the chemical language. Yes. Why is that? Because the chemical language tells you exactly what something is. For example, H2O, that's the chemical um, composition of water. Well, we know H2O is water. Yes, but what is water? Well, it, the answer to what it is is in the name. It's an H, that's hydrogen, and a 2, and then a 0, or an O. Meaning, water is two hydrogen, at, two hydrogen atoms and one oxygen. What about salt? S-A-L-T. It is sodium chloride, which is the chemical uh, language, or the chemical there is N-A-C-L. Na meaning sodium and the Cl being chloride. So NaCl salt is the NaCl represents one ratio of sodium and chloride ions. Okay? By the way, I did neglect to mention that each chemical element, we're talking about the chemical language, and every chemical element also has a corresponding number, just like the Hebrew alphabet. Iron is another one, has the, the symbol is Fe with an atomic number of 26. Now let me give you an example of one that's gonna really hit close to home and resonate with most all of us. And that is, what is the Hebrew word for dog? D-O-G, dog. The Hebrew word for dog is kalev. Kalev. And actually, uh, it sounds kind of like the name Caleb. Well, and, and it is. Caleb, the name Caleb means dog. And someone would think, what? Are you kidding? It, it makes the name sound, well, why would anyone want to name their child Caleb? Well, it's because of what Kalev, or what dog in Hebrew really means. Kalev means all heart. All heart. Doesn't that describe a dog? to the T, I mean, that is totally, Kalev, all heart is what a dog is. Now, understandably, there are different breeds and they have different uh, temperaments and all, I understand all of that. But, I mean, my goodness, no wonder is it, why is it called what dog is man's best friend? You know, your dog always loves you. Your dog is always on your side. Your dog always wants to see you when you walk through the door. Everybody in the house can be angry at you, but not your dog. 
Uh, but dogs are all heart. Amen. So actually, the name Caleb for a child or Kalev, and indeed we see the biblical Caleb, there are many of them, but the Caleb who is the contemporary of Joshua, the son of Nun, he definitely um, lives out his name. He was aptly named because he's all heart, all heart, strong for the Lord, only one of the two spies who believed fully the word of God, wanted to go in and get the land, said we're well able. But then when he wasn't able to enter in, he uh, had to wait 40 years for that generation to die out. And even at the age of 80, or was he 80 or was he 85? I think he was either 80 or 85. But he said, I'm just as strong as I was when I was 40. And he climbed, he went out, climbed that mountain and went over into the promised land and possessed, even as a man in his 80s, Caleb, all heart. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for your forbearance. We had, it was necessary for us to go through and discuss these things and say, well, we're supposed to be talking about the creation of man today. Yes, we are. But I had to give you that background and the understanding of the Hebrew language so that we can get a clear picture of who and what the man really is. <clears throat> so in verse 26, God says, let us make, now we have the word translated man, but he said Adam. So um, with Adam being not just his name, but what he is. And as a matter of fact, you will see um, in chapter 5 of Genesis, um, verse 1 it says, this is the book of the generations of Adam in the day that God created man in the likeness of God made he him. Now listen, male and female created he them and blessed them and called their name Adam. So it, you know, male and female, that they're both he called both of them Adam because they both are the same thing. Now, let's see what Adam is. In the Hebrew, when I look at my Strong's Concordance, it tells me Adam is comprised of three Hebrew letters. The Aleph, the Dalit, and the Mem. Aleph, Dalit, Mem. Adam, Adam, and it literally means man or mankind. Now, now the root word is Adom, A-D-O-M, but Adom, which means to be red. Yes, that's what it means. It means red 
ruddy, bee red, reddened, dyed red, D-Y-E-D, dyed red, redden, grow or look red. And here it is right here to show blood in the face. I'm going to repeat that to show blood in the face, i.e. flush or turn rosy. So man is a creature of blood. He is red. He glares and he glows. He has blood in the face. We, to look at the letters in his name again, it's Aleph. Remember we said that Aleph means God. It's the first letter of the Aleph bait and it means God. The Dalit and the Mem Dome means blood. Aleph, Dalit, Mem. A dome. A creature of blood who has God. It's God with blood. Oh, hallelujah, glory be to God. Another reason for Adam to be named Adam is because Adama, he comes from the Adama. Now, Adama means earth or, you know, dirt. Now, in Genesis 1-1, where it says in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Well, that word for earth there is Aretz. So Aretz means earth, but Adama is another word for earth or ground. Let's examine these two words for a moment. Adama, A-D-A-M-A-H, means earth. All right. And then there's Adame, A-D-A-M-E-H. So there's Adam, which is the man. So you have Adam, meaning man, and to be red or man with blood in the face. And then there is Adama, which means earth. And then there is Adame which means this, I will be similar. Ladies and gentlemen, this is telling you all about the man. Adam means man. He is Adama. He is a creature of earth. And Adame, I will be similar, but also He has God. There's the Aleph. The Aleph means God. The Dome means blood. Adam or Adama meaning earth. Adame meaning I will be similar. So what is man? Man is God and earth or God and earth blood. He is, he comes out of the earth 
And he has a choice to be either Adama, Earth, or Adame, I will be similar. So I will be similar, that's where the will of man comes in. Meaning, man can be Earth, because, you know, if the man chooses to live without God, then he's just dome. He's just a creature of Earth. You know, and not really much different from animals. Okay. But then, but the choice he has is to be Adama, just simply earth, or to be Adame, meaning I will be similar. Well, there's the choice. I am, I am God. I'm Aleph. So I am of my father, God. And I'm also a blood or a creature of earth. So I will be similar to one or the other. I will be like my father, as Ephesians tells us, uh, be ye therefore imitators of God as dear children imitate their father. So we have the choice to be like God or to be like an animal or to be like earth. And I would like to play for you, if you would allow me, please, this uh, recording by Rabbi Mordecai Kraft, who's going to tell us a little bit more about the man. Before I send you to Dr. Kraft, could I just say this? We said that each letter of the Hebrew alphabet has a corresponding number, which tells you more of what it is. Well, Adam's name, A-D-M or Aleph Dalet Mem, Aleph has the corresponding value of the number one. Dalet is four. Mem is 40. So 40 plus four plus one is 45, correct? So Adam, the man, has a combined numerical value of 45. Now, listen to this. Father in Hebrew is composed of two letters, the Aleph and Beit, so pronounced Abba or Abba. That the numerical value of father in Hebrew is three. The Hebrew word for mother is a mem, a mem, or aleph and mem, which has a numerical value of 41. So let's add up the numerical values. For father is three, mother is 41, which makes for a combined, a combination of 44. 41 from the mother, three from the father, that's 44, and then the aleph plus one is 45. Mother and father bring 44, and God is the one. And the Adam, Aleph, 
Dalit Mem has a numerical value of 45. Man is God and his father and his mother. God makes the transcendent. God provides the transcendent, the breath. And his father and his mother provide the dome or the red or the blood. Oh, do you see now how important the blood is? Oh, the blood, the blood. And then how much more important is the blood of Jesus? Ha, hallelujah. Now let's listen, please, to Rabbi Mordecai Kraft. you have to know about a human being is what? Well, we have an olive. We have a divine spark. The image of God is inside of us. A human being has to know that. If you think you're just an animal, and you don't realize that you have a divine image, it's not to look in, you're never going to find any fulfillment in this world. Because the divine image needs satisfaction. It needs Torah, it needs mitzvah, it needs Shabbos. It needs a connection with its source. That's one thing about the human being. But look at the second part of the human being. Dom. What does Dom mean? Dom is blood. Blood is the physical side of who we are. Now why is blood the perfect description of the physical part of the human being? Question. How many miles of blood vessels do we have in our body if we were to line them up head to toe, head to toe, head to toe? Give me a guess. How many miles of blood vessels do we have in the human body? Doctors. How many? What do we say? 10 miles, 20 miles? 1,000 miles, 2,000 miles? Try this number right here. 33,000. We have enough blood vessels in our body if we were to line them up head to toe, head to toe, to circle the globe twice. Now, it's pretty good that God created a way, Shem created a way that he compacts it into a, um, you know, a 35-inch, okay, 36, whatever, it was waistline. That's pretty good. But this way, blood is the perfect description of the physical side of who we are. Now, let me see a question. If a person thinks, look, I just want to be spiritual. I just want to meditate all day. I want to go off on a mountain and communicate with God. And I don't need friends, and I don't need family, and I don't need relationships, and I don't need delicious foods. I just want to be a spiritual being. I don't want to get married. I just want to go off somewhere and communicate with God my entire life. Do you think such a person is going to be happy? No. Maybe they've involved their olive, but they've forgotten the second side of who they are, which is their the physical side of them. So the first thing we see about the human being, just from these three letters, is exactly who we are. We're both spiritual and we're physical. And the challenge of life is to blend these three, these two elements, perfectly. To make it appear that the spiritual and the physical are the same thing. Like on Shabbat. You know, is Shabbat a physical day or a spiritual day? What is it? Well, it's a spiritual day, but we spend it eating. Right? So what is it? There's a beautiful blend of what we say is physical and spiritual. Now let me show you how deep this goes. 
get the blood from? Who gives us the blood of life? Well, we get it from who? We get it from our mother, our aunt, and we get it from our our father, our Av. Numerical value of Aleph is what? What? Numerical value of Nam is? 40. 41. Numerical value of Aleph, 1. Numerical date, 2. It's 3. What do we see? 44. That's interesting. Dalit, numerical value, 4. Nam, numerical value, 40. 44. What a coincidence. The Dam is provided by who? Avaev. Numerical value, 44. That makes sense. Why? Because if God took these three letters and formed the human being, obviously it would make sense that the source of the physical side will correspond with the providers of the physical side of who we are. <laughs> now, let me ask you a question. What is the job of the human being? What's our job? Are we supposed to stay the way we are? Or are we supposed to grow? In fact, we're born with a lot of potential immense potential but our job is to take ourselves and become something greater now that's interesting does an animal have that challenge an animal does your dog ever have to become more than just a dog does your cow ever have to become more than a cow right when i was little my mother used to say to me you know don't eat with your fingers you know bring the food to your mouth not the mouth to your food I've never heard anyone say that to their dog. The dog does exactly what they're supposed to do. In fact, they do what they do. In fact, they serve God beautiful. Animals serve God beautiful. There's no resistance. There's no need to be anything but they are. That's interesting, by the way, because the word for an animal in Hebrew is a, well, that's a, a domesticated animal, is a bahe behema, which is an interesting word. Why? Because it means ba-ma. In it is what it is. Ba-ma. In it is what it is. That's all it is. No need to change. No need to grow. But look at the human being. If we flip around these letters a little bit, what do we see? If I were to put the men before the Aleph, what does this letter spell? What does this word spell? Na. Od. What does Od mean in Hebrew? It means more. The job of the human being is to become Od more. The human being is created in potential. But our job is to make ourselves something greater, to refine ourselves, to perfect ourselves, to take the raw material God gave us and to give it back as a completely different creation. That's our job, not to stand still, but to grow, to become the owed. Now look how beautifully God expresses this. God, ex God created man from what? It's called Adam because he created him from the Adama. Adam. Now, what does Adama mean? Adama means the, the earth. Adama, the earth. Tell me something. What's the difference between the earth on 55th and Lexington and the same earth in some field out in uh, Nebraska or out in Tashkent? What's the difference? If you're going to do a chemical analysis of that dirt, Tell me the difference between the dirt on 57th and Lexington and the dirt out somewhere in Kansas. What's the difference between that dirt? It's the exact same thing. So why does the dirt on 57th and Lexington cost you a million dollars a square foot? And the land and the dirt out in Kansas or Nebraska cost you maybe, I don't know, 
ten dollars a square foot. What's the difference? The difference is what you choose to do with that dirt. If I take dirt and I build a skyscraper on it, or I use the or I use the dirt to create a beautiful field, it's worth something. But the dirt has no real value by itself. Its value is what I choose to do with it. So that's interesting. That's why God created man for the Adama. Because Adama is something that exists in potential. That's up to you to decide what you want to do with it. Now it's very interesting. Look at this. I can vow these four letters a little differently. And Israelis, watch this very closely. If I value, if I vow it like this, Adama. What does Adama mean? Israelis? What? Adama means earth, ground. What does Adama mean? Listen carefully. In Hebrew, Adama means I will be similar. I will resemble. Or I will be doma. Doma in Hebrew means similar. I will be doma to the Aleph. I will resemble Hashem. I can either be dirt or I can resemble God. Right in the same four letters, it has both descriptions. God created man from the Adama because the human being has free choice. You could choose to be dirt or you could choose to be Adama to resemble the Almighty. Amen. Well, may the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word to our hearts today. We will continue with part three of day six next week. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed the lesson. See you again next week.